You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. All right, we're here with Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. We're the 15 side. Jeff Montag. And I'm the (laughs) 24 side. Ah, so we're missing a few folks tonight. Scotty Bourbon. It was Scotty Bourbon's birthday yesterday, and his family's all in town, I guess. So, and, and we looked on Facebook. He's eighty-two. Eighty-two, according to Facebook. So, happy birthday, Scotty! Happy birthday! Looks Scott. good for eighty-two. Yeah, and then uh, Mike is—he's uh, at a birthday party as well. So, yeah, different birthday party. Different yeah. birthday. So he's not so here. And Terry aren't here. So. Either that, or they're at the same party. And we maybe, just weren't invited. That could be. Maybe they've maybe had enough. Maybe they're right splitting us. off. See you. After the last podcast, they didn't want to be around That's us true. anymore. Well, I wasn't here, so you can't blame me. That's right. That's right. So how you doing? Jeff well, obviously better. was gone and sick. And yeah, so New Year. So um, <laughs> typically, like, you know, the last eight out of ten years, somebody, you know, we have Christmas with my family, and somebody gives me the great gift of, like, some bug that knocks me down for New Year. So. <laughs> So it was the same this year, but we had a great Christmas. We awesome. with the family. It was like you know, since first time since COVID, we had that kind of a crew, and so I'm not going to complain. But yeah, I mean, New Year's weekend was was rough. So you've decided there's no more New Year's. <laughs> well, I mean, we just I just play it by ear, you know. I mean, and uh, we'll see we'll see if I show up. If I don't, it's I'm probably flat on my back somewhere. <laughs> Bad news, bad news, not good. So we caught up for Christmas with, well, almost caught up with Christmas. With well, you're world. starting me out right. Starting yeah. me out with the, the the blind tasting that you guys did last yeah. time, and uh, and so that's good. That's getting me started off right. Uh, what you don't know is I now have a card game that I like. It's called Bourbon Trek. Cool. So one of these days we'll play that, but not tonight. We got lots of subjects cool. and. So when you get done with that, you're ready to like kiss green martians and stuff uh, yeah like, i think yeah. so i think that's what it is yeah so, so and then beyond that we're kind of catching up on christmas because robin and i weren't here uh, for for the christmas gathering which was on new year's weekend here right right so um so we're getting gifts and i you know fantastic gift in my sign for for uh hoosier creek's farm honey somebody uh, else may have something that looks similar to that <laughs> different wording on it yeah yeah so yeah something about sunrise farms yeah 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 so and then uh, i'll go ahead uh, this other gift here i got i'm a little a little worried about what i might pull out of here but we'll see oh yeah there we go well you we'll gotta start look with at, a bottle you gotta look at it close. Gotta look at it closely <clears throat> what am i missing it's bullet yeah 95 rye cross the line 1524. What else is on there? Gotta look closer. Me too. You're older now, so maybe you can't see it. Some light over here, Jeff. (laughs) Oh, it's even got my name on it. That is cool. 
That yeah, is that's cool. your personalized so, bottle. Yeah, that's great. So it's a good thing we have real imaginative people here because I'm not. Uh, and then the book, The Shack. So I appreciate that. I know that's a good book. And that's it's also it, right? an awesome it's, movie. So so hang on, hang on. I got I got you guys too. Hang on. Uh oh. Okay. Uh oh. We're in trouble now. Yeah, I know. It's got me scared. Because he said he wasn't imaginative. So. Yeah, I know. Well, there's, <laughs> that's a bucket. I'm, we got buckets. I'm practical. I'm practical, not imaginative. <laughs> I was wondering what these buckets are. Me were. too. I'm like, well, so you know, I'm getting ready to collect every sap. Every good man that either is doing honey or sap or any kind of food substance or alcohol can never have enough food grade buck, five gallon buckets. And you got that right. And then. From a practicality standpoint, you reach down there and find something soft in that uh, in those bags. That now, just to give you an idea, the bags and the and the ruffle in there with the gifts—that's Robin. That ain't that's, me. You, you didn't did, fill it up. There you go. Oh, looky there. Oh yes. You can never nice have pair of insulated well, yeah, you know, work gloves. You can never never have enough pairs of of good work gloves. No, right? well, these are actually going to go in my truck. There these are going to stay my good work gloves. And the then, and then the last one is what you guys earned. You he guys gave us earned. lumps of coal. <laughs> Duke Cannon lumps of coal. Duke Cannon lumps. It's soap. I know. Ain't that great? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the Ooh, practi- smells good. The practicality, and then just you know, cool, you know, something like that. Thank so that's you. what you get. Thank you, thank I mean, you, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, you don't get the artsy fritzy stuff with me, and I really appreciate what you guys got me. This is fantastic. Cool. It's all good. All good. Well, we're off to a new year. Yes, it is. So how's everybody's new year started? Started good. Still busy, but yeah, still still kicking right along, but nothing bad. So I hope that we just keep going this way. Outside of New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, actually, when I started recover, Robin had to deal with it a few more days, you know, feeling pretty bad. But I've been feeling really good since, uh, you know, all last week and, and this week. So. Cool. Still, cool. it's it's funny. I think you can still hear it a little in my voice. Yeah, that's why I asked you how you were feeling. Sinus, it's this sinus stuff is still kind of draining a little bit, but I feel great. Good deal. Good deal. So it's New Year, and we're into the New Year. <laughs> so, if our listeners don't know. That's a theme for Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. So today is Friday the 13th. So I thought we'd start off with a little history of Friday the 13th, and a lot of people probably don't know where it started. I did a little homework this time. Did you, so you, you didn't look around the table, Alan. I know. Everybody's yeah. got papers. <laughs> pulling notes out. So how now, far back does yours go? As far as what? The hi- history of where it started. Friday the 13th. Actually, my information tells me uh, that tying Friday and the 13th together actually didn't happen until the 20th century. Okay. I had as far back as mythology where, um, I, and I didn't, I did because it was a little that was a little far fetched. But a, a god showed up and he was the 13th god and he convinced somebody to kill their brother. And I went, eh, that seems a little. But then it went to me. Then it, the, where it where it touched base with me was where um, um, 
when we go to Oak Island as the Knights Templar. So I'm going to start before that. Uh oh. According to biblical tradition, 13 guests attended the Last Supper held on Monday, Thursday, including Jesus and his 12 disciples, one of whom was Judas, who betrayed him. The next day, of course, was Good Friday, the day of Jesus' crucifixion. So some people say the seating arrangement, the Last Supper, is believed to give rise to a long-standing Christian superstition that having 13 guests at a table was a bad omen, yep. especially, specifically that it was courting death. Um, through Friday's negative associations are weaker, some have suggested they also have roots Christian traditions. Just as Jesus was crucified on Friday, Friday was also said to be the day Eve gave Adam the fateful apple from the tree of knowledge as well as the day that Cain killed his brother Abel. Abel. Yeah, I did get I did catch that one too. Yeah. So there's a lot yeah, I didn't catch that one. So so again, so the thing I got with with Jesus and the disciples was not so much about Friday the 13th but the number 13. Right. That Judas was the 13th, 13th. guest at right. the last supper. Yes. And then I think what you were referencing was um, what I had was a north a, a Norse myth where Loki crashed a dinner party yes. as the 13th guest and chaos and destruction immediately ensued. Loki. So it was it was really about the number 13. And then because of that, because of this thing that became about the number 13 being so unlucky or, or insidious, um, you actually had in the late 1800s and 1900s in in the US you had groups that were called 13 clubs okay and so this was would be a group of men that would intentionally choose to have 13 members to right. basically debunk the myth and superstition right. and and it even indicated that some US presidents were members of some of these 13 clubs including Theodore Roosevelt. Including Theodore Roosevelt, right. Benjamin Harrison, Grover <laughs> Cleveland, and Chester A. Arthur. Well, I didn't even know it was a president, but But then again <laughs> But then again, FDR was not listed and was in fact mildly superstitious of Friday the thirteenth. He didn't like didn't like the number thirteen. He would not start an important trip on Friday, and he disliked sitting down with thirteen at dinner. There you go. So Dwayne, you referenced, I believe you did the Knights Templar a little bit. Yeah, that was mine. Was that's kind of what caught me with with all of us in watching Oak Island and and uh, and the, the story I read was some attribute the origins to the Code of Hammurabi. I don't know how to spell that or say that, but anyway, one of the world's oldest legal documents, which may or may not have superstitiously omitted a thirteenth rule from the list. Um, well, that was the wrong one there. One of the, sorry, one of the most popular theories, however, is links Friday the Thirteenth with the fall of the fearsome group of legendary warriors, the Knights Templar, uh, founded in 1118 as a monastic military order devoted to the protection of the pilgrims traveling to the Holy Land following the Christian capture of Jerusalem during the First Crusade. The Knights Templar quickly became one of the richest and most influential. I got too much ten high. Influential <laughs> groups of the Middle Ages. But on that day was when, 
and I didn't copy the. Did you have the Friday, October thirteenth, thirteen oh seven? Was when they started rounding up the Templars. Yeah, officers of King Philip the Fourth of France arrested hundreds of Knights Templars, um, tortured, killed, tortured, killed, uh, mainly so he could. He was in debt to them. Yeah, and uh, spread when, spread false rumors. Yeah, and right. Somebody, the one one article said it was the first. Um, what is the term today? Um, fake news. It was the first fake news that yeah. caused somebody detriment because it yeah. was false rumors spread to to basically take down the Knights Templar. But anyway, so do you know what the name of the fear of Friday the Thirteenth is? I, I do. do. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done our homework. Go ahead. See Pin, let's hear you say it. You can pronounce, can pronounce it. it. Well, I, I there's there's actually two phobias. Well, I found the pronunciation of it because I looked at it and thought it said supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> Phobia. Because it's this. No, I'll spell it first. F R I G G A T R I S K A I D E K O P H O B I A. Now, who in the heck? Well, there's actually another term as yeah, well. Yeah, I saw that one. P A R A S K A V E D E K. So I don't know. Paris gave to something or other phobia. So. Well, the, well, the first one I found the broken down pronunciation of it, and it's supposed to be triskea decaphobia. That's pretty good, actually. You, you did a good job. But why would you put so many letters in there? Because just it's to like screw with some people. Kind of Greek, Greek stuff or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, the longest. Um, let's see what it is. All years will have at least one Friday the thirteenth. And I think the most was three Friday the 13th in any given year. Did you know, did you, oh, since you all have done your homework, did you know the one way you'll tell if a month has a Friday the 13th? No. If it starts with a Sunday. Okay. Every hmm. month Sunday's that starts with a Sunday will have a Friday sense. the 13th. Yeah, pretty much math there. That's math. Yeah, that's yeah. math. They didn't teach that when I went to school. No, they didn't. Okay. They didn't. So... Do you know some of the terrible things besides what we've already talked about that's happened on Friday the 13th? I saw some, and I, yeah, but I didn't want to get into too much evil. <laughs> the Germans bombed Buckingham Palace in September four, in 1940 on Friday the 13th. I didn't see that. The murder of Kitty Genovese in Queens, New York happened in March 13th, Friday the 13th in 1964. A cyclone that killed more than 300,000 people in Bangladesh in 1970. The disappearance of a Chilean Air Force plane in the Andes Mountains in 1972. And the death, and this is the one we'll remember, the death of a rapper Tupac Shakur in 1996. And we should remember this one also. The crash or grounding in the Costa Concordia cruise ship off the coast right. of Italy, which killed 30 people in 2012. Yeah, I do right. remember that 2012. one. But what we mostly remember Friday the 13th for... <laughs> Alan's buttons. It's some crazy dude in a hockey mask. Wielding a machete, chopping people up. But did you know he didn't wear a mask in the first two movies? I did not know that. Yeah, the first and you know, and you know one of the one of the things about the whole plot was he was born on 
Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. But yeah, I, and that you bring that up. I had some Friday the 13th movie facts, and one of them that I read that I don't think's in here, but the first two movies, the first one he didn't wear a mask at all, the second, and I've never seen any of them. Neither have I. But the but first one ready. he didn't wear a mask, the second one he wore a bag, a paper bag. And then he donned the um, mask after that. I think we better fact, fact check that because I've never it. seen anything. Here, oh, here it is. Uh, this is in here. Numbers, well, we'll start at the top. Uh, this is Friday the 13th movie facts. Camp Crystal Lake is a real place. Its actual name of this is, they must have been the same people that named this, named that phobia. Because the name, <laughs> it's Camp Nobi Bosco. And yeah, that's what it's you. spelled. It's located in the Kittany Mountain region of northwestern New Jersey. Uh, in the off-season, off the camp alumni set up props and offer, offer spooky tours. So that's number one. Number two, there's eight different actors have played the role of Jason Orr's through the years. Some of those actors in Ari Lehman, Warrington Gillette, and we won't read any of them. I don't know any of them names. Uh, the director of the original Friday the 13th, uh, Sean Cunningham was the producer of Wes Craven's The Last House on the Left, uh, and he went on to legendary careers. How many people has he killed in all the movies? Do you know? I, I haven't got a clue. I don't have a clue. He's killed over 150 people. That's a bad dude. That's a bad yes. dude. Uh, do you know how many he killed in the first movie in 1985? Mm, no. Didn't kill anybody. Really? Just scared to... Just scared the bejesus out of him, I guess. Um, and then here it is, number six. Jason Voorhees doesn't wear his signature hockey mask until Friday the 13th, part three. He doesn't wear anything over his face in the original Friday the 13th in 1980, and in Friday the 13th, part two, he wears a bag. Huh. I always thought it was the hockey mask, Yeah, too. well, we, none of us have seen the movie, so. Well, yeah. That's just well, not well, our genre of it isn't. music. Well, and the movies. marketing is always yeah. the mask, so. Yeah. Um, In fact, I just didn't have time. I have a Jason mask here. When I was playing music, we played on Friday the 13th, and we all put masks on to start out. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have a so, little fun. Yeah. But the other two, there's uh, the four Friday the 13th video games. Uh, first one was on PlayStation, or the last one was PlayStation 4. And Freddy vs. Jason has a comic book series. It's a six-part miniseries titled Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash. So, I don't know. I guess that must not have been too popular. Yeah. So, there was a Freddy vs. Jason movie as well. Was there? Was there, really? Yeah. So, how many So how many Friday the 13th movies have there been? Oh, that was... See, I think the, the I last heard, one... I think I heard was we're at 12 right now. Yeah. I was going to say, I think they're doing the 13th and... Now, no, they so. they just re- the last one was this year. Was right. it? Yeah. Was that thirteenth? Okay. I don't. I, I don't know. That was in one of the parts, but I didn't. I gave up on that one. Jamie Lee. Jamie Curtis. Lee Curtis has she been in how many of them? I don't know, but she was in this one. Yeah, she was in this one. Yeah, they brought <laughs> yep. her back. Yep. Yep. There was a few people they brought back. Didn't I mean, they? they had a Jason in space. I mean, there was all kind of right crazy, crazy stuff. stuff. Yeah. So, do you know any that's, famous people born on Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah. That's yeah. So that was pretty interesting. I caught a few. Je- Julia Lewis Dreyfus, uh, Mary Kate and Ashley. Not one of them, but both of them. Well, since they're <laughs> twins, yeah, that's kind of figure. Well, they could be born two different days. Yeah, actually, yeah, did you hear at New Year's there was twins born on different years? Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So you wonder if mom just held in one in. <clears throat> well. Or the other one popped out too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Darius Doc, Rocker are just a few uh, born on... Uh, and also, the one of the catastrophes in the U.S. was the U.S. stock market exchange 
suffered one of its most major crashes known as black friday yep so speaking of which a few things there are air, air airline tickets are cheaper on friday the 13th because fewer people actually travel will want to fly and if you remember you know when we were kids and, and well a lot of buildings still now that were built back in the early 1900s do not have a 13th floor yeah so i just um not so long ago rehabbed a building and they redid the elevators and they still kept 13 they skipped off. 13 still what well, yeah and the one i've read even said airlines won't have a 13th row in planes I now I never heard that, but I also heard. I'm gonna look next. Yeah. I, th- I think today bucked the trend, or the normal, but very often the stock market goes down on Friday the 13th. Huh? But I think it was up slightly today, so it kind of bucked bucked that. So the most important thing I've got for today, birthdays. Sammy Hagar turned 75. Oh, wow. You know what? He still can't drive looks, 55. No. <laughs> and he looks like he's 60. Yeah, so he and Bill Clinton are the same age. And you put those yeah. two pictures next he to does. each other. They look like father and son. Yeah, and I, saw him, I saw him on, tonight on an interview talking as much about his business life because he's been super successful. The guy's like uber successful right. in all his business ventures. But he uh, he looks 60. Yeah. Oh, if he that. Looks great. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is funny to watch show the pictures when they put them side by side. You look at Bill Clinton, you go, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God, that's what Hillary, it's, it's, that's what Hillary does. <laughs> no, that's what you do to yourself. Yeah. Well, that's right. true. Yep. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> so there are a lot of superstitions out there Friday the 13th for sure. Yeah, it was funny when I, when I Googled that just doing the search, how much stuff, I mean, just everything made up and, you know, and they're in and there between. Well, good deal. You got anything else? Before nothing, we take a short break? Nothing real important now. Good deal. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with Cross the Line. Well, we hope we are. It's Friday the 13th. We it may not know. come back up. Alan hits the wrong button. Hit the wrong button. It could all be gone. We'll be right back. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two shots on a barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Did you know that beef jerky is packed with protein and is considered a healthy snack? Check out Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Beef Jerky. 100% pure beef with no fillers or additive. MSG free and most flavors are gluten free. If you're eating jerky that has a reddish tint to it, give us a try and see what gourmet jerky tastes like. Our cuts of meat are from the brisket. Not ground up, not processed, pure 100% beef. Our flavors include maple pepper, our original lakeside brisket. We have ghost pepper flavor. We have blazing beef sriracha flavor. Gotta try our speakeasy bourbon. 
our campfire barbecue, and our totally teriyaki flavor. Our favorite, though, is our old-fashioned maple bacon jerky. That's right, we have maple bacon jerky. You can find all of our jerky at all the Gilman Home Center stores throughout Indiana and Ohio, at the Easy Stop Fuel Mart, State Route 46 in St. Leon, Indiana, and of course online at StangerSugarShack.com. Use discount code 1524 to receive a special 10% discount on any online order. Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Jerky, what jerky should be. Hey friends, it's your old buddy Rick Garrett. Each week I have the pleasure of hosting the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast where we look at the people, places, and events that make Franklin County such an amazing place to work, visit, or live. Join us each week on the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast available on your favorite podcast provider. So welcome back to Cross the Line 1524. We've been uh, munching chips and shooting a uh, breeze. breeze. Refreshing our drinks a little. Yeah, so uh, we, um, as our listeners know, we had, went out to Kansas City, Missouri this past summer. Uh, went out to the Arabia Steamboat Museum. Got to interview uh, David Hawley, the uh, procurer and uh, of the museum. And while we were out there, he talked about uh, unearthing another ship and moving the museum uh, so they'd have a place big enough for that ship and to move the Arabia right. there as well. Unfortunately, that's hit a snag. Um, they no longer intend to move. They were going to move to St. Charles. Right. Right. Uh, St. Charles was going to build a building for them, all this stuff. Um, David Holly, the owner of the museum, uh, sent a letter in May stating that he and his family were searching for a site that would allow them to expand, um, and they thought that was going to be the place. But the city and the museum failed to reach an agreement on the move. Holly's son, Matt, told uh, a news uh station out there uh the part of the issue was uh, the amount of space they needed to access under the city's plan and also the city would require them to sell part of the collection to re- to recap and reclaim funds uh, he said it was important to his family to keep all the artifacts together as one collection yeah when we interviewed him that there was no doubt that was yeah, important. That w- he was very proud of the fact that they had not sold anything well and that's that. To me, that's what makes that collection so valuable right. is that it's all there. So it gets a little convoluted. The uh, mayor of St. Charles disputed the characterization of the disagreement but said there were no animosity between him and Holly. He said the museum's terms for moving did not make economical sense. Uh, he says they now intend to work with a developer on its own Steve Bump Museum, museum with artifacts from several boats across the U.S., so that's a bunch of bull hockey. Yeah, so they're going to try to steal. They're going to copy what. Yeah, copy his idea right. on, a, on a cheaper budget and try to take away people. Yeah. Well, we'll keep our support where it belongs. Because I think what he wants to do, I, I think we did, he talked about it on there, is he, his plan is the next boat he's found, he right. thinks it's complete. And he wants to go down, find the boat, dismantle the boat, right. label it, restore it, and then put it back together in a museum right. complete. So, I mean, that's going to take a big building just yeah. to do that. But This then, guy's a little pompous, the mayor of uh, St. Charles. He says, I think the people of Kansas City... Well, he's a politician. City, uh, yeah. Start there. Yeah, but listen to this. I think the people of Kansas City have done a great job supporting the Arabia through the years. But they've seen it. It needs to be bigger and better and more exciting. So it makes it sound like St. Charles is going to come up with something bigger, better, and more exciting. 
Yeah. Well, okay. they may Which have, is not going to happen. Well, they won't have the story. Right. So uh, Matt Hawley said the museum will continue to search for a new location that will suit its needs. He said uh, since the St. Charles deal fell through, they would likely increase the odds of finding a location in Kansas City uh, when its lease runs out in 2026. He says the story is still here. The museum is still open seven days a week. We are still preserving, perfecting this collection, so new things are constantly being added. So I'm on their page, I'm Facebook page. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, every week they're restoring Something. items off that ship. It's yeah, just continuously. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it brass pens? Yeah. This last, this this week, yeah. I, just today I saw that. I think. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's so, pretty amazing. You know, so for our listeners, you know, it's it's a it's an amazing museum. It's an ama- even more amazing story. Maybe I mean, it's just unbelievable, but. You know, if you're in Kansas City, in the Kansas City area, traveling out I-70 to do a vacation or something, you know, swing in there and see the Steamboat Museum, uh, the Arabia Steamboat Museum there in Kansas City. You, you you won't regret it. Yeah, spend a day. I mean, take a day. Take a day off your trip and spend it in Kansas City. Do the museum. There's plenty of other things to see there. It's great food. And there's a fair chance that David Holly will be there telling you the story. Yeah, exactly. right, that's, right that's there what's on awesome. the floor. Right on the floor. So that came, we, of course, saw that on the, uh, the, the one of the uh, offshoots of Oak Island it is uh, Beyond, it? Oak, Beyond Island. Oak Island Beyond with Matty yep. Blake. So are you, first of all, you guys all caught up on Oak Island? Oh, yes. We're caught up. Yeah, yes. I'm caught up. I'm caught up. I am too. Pretty amazing stuff going on there. Yeah, there's some interesting is stuff some, going on this year. It really is. Compared to last year, no comparison as far as I'm concerned. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, the technology and just the, the discoveries that they're – showing are so much more than last year yep bigfoot bigfoot yeah bigfoot's on discapes he was snorkeling <laughs> came out of the water uh you guys and bigfoot yeah uh so it, it is a little frustrating that they can't continue uh rehabbing that one shaft at the moment so hopefully right. that gets taken uh, care yeah of. the permit process <laughs> I would hate to do anything. I'm sorry, anybody in Canada listening. I'd hate to do anything in Canada. I don't know. I don't know. I it's think any it's worse the same than way here. here. Yeah. You know, it's one of these things where whoever the governing body is declared it a mining mission as opposed to uh, what it really is. And and so it threw it in a different classification, and they didn't have the permit for that. Yeah, because I was all excited. I'm like, oh, man, they're going to be down 30 feet real quick. And then all of a sudden, eh, we got to hold off. We need another permit. Well, hopefully they get that cleared up soon. And I don't know. It, I think it's next year. I think it's next year at this point. Really? I think yeah. they got the cap. And I think that's why they're – It's cap. They bought lot five. Yeah. And immediately found something there. Right. Yeah. They did. Yeah. And uh, – Thank goodness. Doing stuff in the swamp, I, I think they had to kind of divert what they were doing. Yeah, definitely. So And then on Beyond Oak Island, there hasn't been a bad episode of that this year, right? No. Yeah, I've only seen one. Um, it was the – pirate ship off massachusetts right mm-hmm. that was very very interesting so they they did a bunch with uh down in key west uh based on uh, the treasure down there of course yeah uh which i you know uh, i've got stuff from that wreck and it's it was pretty cool to see down there so it's going to be interesting uh i'm going to hook us up here in the next couple of weeks with our buddy matty blake great there we go and uh, see how he's doing He's given us a shout out uh, twice uh, recently on his podcast, so Good. it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, if we he's, could if we could work something out and talk with him again, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah he's a yeah. great guy. He's well, been a busy guy too. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he has his own radio program every morning. It's a yeah. morning show. He has his podcast, 
uh, Oak Island or Beyond Oak Island. And then he's on Beyond Oak Island, and then they do the Oak Island specials as right. well. Right. So. Yeah, he's a busy man. It's uh, all good. Living um, a dream, though. Man, get, yeah. Yeah, going on these treasure hunts of Beyond Oak Island and the stuff he gets to see and be involved in, that's just cool. So I want to end up with something. Uh, we've talked several times about uh, chemicals that are in foods and all that kind of stuff that's not good for us. So uh, we're going to take a short break. I'm going to show you. There's none of those in these chips we're eating right here. No, sure. none. None, none <laughs> in the alcohol either. <laughs> There's none there. But I've got some coffee, Don Dairy coffee creamer here. We're going to take a short break. I'm going to show you guys something, and we're going to come back and talk about it. All right. We'll be right back. Well, it's a new year, and you know what that means? It's about time for a new commercial for Batesville Liquor Co. located in Batesville, Indiana. They've got their newest barrel pick in. It's Old Forester. That's right. They've got Old Forester single barrel, barrel strength, uh, 62.55% alcohol, which means it's 125.1 proof. It's picked specifically by Batesville Liquor Co. You better go get it while you still can. What else do they have? Well, if if you're gluten-free and you like beer, you know that's a tough thing. Well, they've got Glutenberg. It's a gluten-free beer. They've got it back in stock. they got three different flavors, three different styles. There you go. What else do they have? Well, funny that you asked. They've got, from the Great Lakes Brewing Company, Conway's Irish Ale. They've also got... Coastal Sunshine, which is a fruited sour ale. And of course, they've got your Bush Light, your Bud Light. Even got your PBR. That's right. You can find it all at one place. Batesville Liquor Co., located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana. Or if you're in Brookville, stop in at Tebby Liquors. That's right. Tebby Liquors right on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. That's our favorite place. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Gilman's Home Centers with 14 locations and they're growing. You know, we're in the heat of the winter. That's an oxymoron right there, but you need ice melt, you need snow shovels, any item to take care of your winter needs, Gilman's have them. Do you have a wood pellet stove? Well, Gilman's has the best wood pellets on the market. They're Somerset wood pellets. They're hardwood pellets made in Somerset, Kentucky. It gets no better. I personally use them and vouch for them. Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for any of your home improvement needs. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. And while you were hearing from our sponsors, Big Bubba's Fire Extinguisher Company had to come here almost. So I was showing, you know, the past couple of podcasts we've talked about things that are in uh, foods that we eat and uh, sprayed on, uh, you know, crops before we eat them but non-dairy creamers now everybody's got to think non-dairy creamer what can be bad in a non-dairy creamer right so before i showed you guys what i just showed you what's the worst thing you thought was a non-dairy creamer corn syrup yes corn syrup high fructose corn syrup so after what i just showed you do you think that's still the worst thing (laughs) no so non-dairy creamer is combustible uh, i just dumped some out over top of a uh, lighter and uh what happened guys yeah some flames man it was some serious serious yeah. fire yeah so 
There is a chemical. By the way, by the way Alan, I just used your restroom. It smells like somebody's really been smoking really yeah. <laughs> Some bad stuff. Yeah, but it's got a, got a hazelnut. To smell yeah, to us, though, doesn't yeah, it? Kind of yeah, kind of almost a paraffiny, waxy kind of smell. Yeah, yeah. So here's the deal. Non-dairy creamers have a, a, a lot of different... Uh, here, I'll go through all the different chemicals in there. So there are corn syrups, of course. Uh, most are glucose. Uh, then there's vegetable oils. There's sodium casenate, which is a protein found in cow's milk, making it a non-dairy product. Off limits to vegans. You're not supposed to be able to be vegan, uh, but it's officially kosher. Diposadium phosphate is a phosphoric acid. Uh, it's what also provides the tang in Coca-Cola. That little tang in the back of your yeah, mouth yeah. when you drink Coke. It helps digest sugars, fats, and proteins, uh, which happen to be non-dairy creamer's top three ingredients. It's also used, uh, just so you know, as a pesticide and a major ingredient in fertilizer. How's that sound? That's good. Are you, a, it, it does make you wonder how do we how how do we survive on the crap? Hold on, eating? it gets better. Monoglycerides and diglycerides. These single or double chain fatty acids in, end in the glycerol molecule. The the molecule end attaches to water. Fatty acids end. The fats and oils making these substances gentle mediators between the creamer and the coffee. All right. Can you pronounce that? Well, this is the important one. Sodium, aluma, aluminum. Aluminum. Silicate. <laughs> silicate, I think, is the last word. Aluminum silicate. I don't know. I think you're crazy. Known to potters as albeit. Feldspar, a ceramic glaze and strengthening agent. It's also used in foods as an anti-caking agent, so it keeps it as a powder. Right. Powdered non-dairy creamer is flammable because of this. And if it gets too anti-cake, dispaced in the air like a cloud, it can explode. Just one spark and kaboom. So that's what you guys saw. I dumped it in the air, the lighter, right. boom. A little oxygen. Yeah. Uh, it's got uh, artificial flavors, of course, glucose, kernel oil, sodium caseinate, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, manufacturers tend to keep exactly what they use as a flavor as a, uh, a secret. So so just so you think know, about all that shit we just well, talked about. So just so you know, none of that you, stuff you just said worries me in the least. You know why? Because you don't use it. Because I drink my coffee Coffee black. black. <laughs> Right. But think about that. All that stuff I just talked about, people who use the non-dairy powder creamer. I think they're doing it because it's good. And it's, I mean, think about that. I saw a, I saw a photo the other day, and it was it looked like a chip aisle or something in a grocery store. And the, the thing was, or the, the saying on it was, it's not the foods we eat, it's the food-like foods we eat. Yeah, I think you're right. Because we're not eating, most of what we eat isn't food. Yeah. It's stuff that's made to look like food or be like food. Think of the one that's used up. as a pesticide and a major ingredient in fertilizer. You're putting that in your coffee. Yeah, I don't, see, that's what I don't <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'd, even the anti-caking agent that's flammable. You're putting that in your coffee. Right. But You're it, drinking that. But stuff like this we've talked about is some of these chemicals aren't allowed in other countries, but they're allowed in this country. Right. And that's why. I mean, like grocery yeah. or cereal boxes, 
or cereal box ingredients in other countries have banned certain ingredients but in the in the u.s they're allowed in there yet and it's you know why is it why if it's so bad in europe why is it not bad in the u.s is it who has the most money i don't know it's just sad so here's our psa for everybody on this show this episode stay away from the non-dairy powder creamers yeah i think to be honest i mean you look at all that stuff and Dude, just put some cream in your coffee. Or drink milk. it like black like we put do. milk in it or just drink it black. Right. Know, or don't drink it. it at all. Oh, now. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there's coffee. nothing wrong with coffee. Yeah. That'd be like telling me don't drink Stop bourbon. drinking bourbon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Get into that. All right. So you guys got anything else for this episode? No, other than to say, I mean, you know, you talk about that stuff. I, I worked in the flavoring flavoring industry for a while, and it's pretty amazing to understand. And our company, the company I worked for, was really posed around organics. But still, the concentrations and the different kinds of stuff that where they get these flavorings from, it just would blow your mind. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, there are certain ones that when the operators were mixing them had to wear uh, uh, a mask because they were cancer causing agents but they're putting in putting it in a flavor now it's again it's supposed to be from the respiratory side right but they're putting those ingredients in in flavorings and have to wear air supplying respirators so that so they breathe none of that in and then and then you know, if you go back years ago, there was a huge lawsuit for cancers from people working in the industry for butter flavors, even the organic butter flavors. They're in in the form that they're used in the mixing process. They're they're cost people right, and yeah. well, and and people had what was called popcorn lung. Right. These workers had what was called popcorn lung. And it's just amazing to think these same chemicals that are causing these problems with the workers that are, you know, that are mixing them, we're ingesting routinely. Right. So, you know, it's just something to think about. It's, it's a, you know, the world is as it is. I mean, um, we accept it, though. That's the problem. Part of it is. Part of it is you don't know, though. Well, but you you, you don't know. You could take the time and and look at it, but you shouldn't have to. But the other thing is, once we do know, like we know this now, but we accept it. We've just come to be, it is what it is, and and we just go about life. If people started, I don't know, protesting, whatever, stopped using it, and and really started complaining, maybe maybe some change could happen slowly. It's not going to happen overnight. Well, and you look at the things that when we were kids were – you didn't hear about it. i mean we, we you talk about uh the the illnesses and syndromes and stuff that are prevalent today that when we were kids i don't remember all of that you know it's i don't remember all the issues with well the with, allergies with allergies exactly Pe- peanut allergy yeah and we've talked about that in yeah. you know if you heard before is israel doesn't have peanut allergies right because they have a child snack food that's based on peanuts and kind of like our kids did with Cheerios, you know, they basically, you know, they always have them on hand to keep their kids quiet. Right. But it's peanut based. They don't have peanut allergies. But in this country, they're 
they're prevalent and deadly. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt. There's oh, no yeah. doubt. It's real. I mean, it's a real thing. We're not so, saying it's not real, but why right. is it all? Why is it in in, a, yeah, in it our has, lifetime? It has a lot to do. And again, it has it has a lot to do with base diet, um, the, and and all the autism. Now I know there's a lot of theories about that, but. I think a lot of that has to do with diet and all this crap that we ingest in little bits and pieces throughout life. Yeah. And, uh, and, and again, obesity in this country. I mean, the processed foods and, and what it does to our bodies that, that uh, doesn't allow our, our bodies to, to deal with that stuff the way our bodies would deal with natural fruits and vegetables right. and was and what have you? Wasn't I think we talked about it, the micro podcast where he was talking about the food groups or the food pyramid, and the food pyramid was basically a made up, and it's upside down. Yeah, the food it's pyramid a, right. upside it, it down. Turned out, yeah, when we were in when we were, remember when we were in school, the food pyramid is basically flipped right now. It, right, they determined that that was upside down, and but it was it made is, up. Well, it was a group. Right. It was it was a group. I guess they they worked on it for I don't know how many ten years, whatever. And finally decided, hey, we need to have something. And somebody said, here's what it is. And they went with it. And it's like, so for how many years that was what was pushed down people's throats and it was totally wrong. Yep. At the same time, without all the technology that goes into growing our food, um, you know, um, and what it takes to for pesticides and stuff to grow the amount of food to feed the world, um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, if you cut all of it out at once, you'd have uh, mass a, starvation. A mass, star, uh, mass starvation. Right. There's no doubt about it. So, so um, there you needs know, to you be have control. to take the good with the bad, and just as a consumer, you just have to understand. Yeah, you can't believe everything everything that you're reading on a label, and you certainly can't believe what the government's telling you. Right. And with regard to this stuff, they've been backwards. They've been flipped around numerous times over the last several decades about diet dietary studies and and what all's bad for you and what's good for you and you know it's like my guess is five years from now it'll be a lot of it'll be 180 degrees for what they're saying right. today right if you want to if you want to know it simply though i don't tell me if you can't kill it pick it or grow it don't eat it that's that's about <laughs> it if you want to be if you want to be your healthiest self, right right yeah. Um, that's that's probably true, or distill it yourself. Yeah. Or distill there you it. go, distill it yourself. Yeah, that's kind of growing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can grow it and distill it. There you go. Good deal. So we're going to wrap the podcast up because we're going to go uh, burn some non dairy creamer. I'm Alan Stanger with <laughs> Dwayne Bishaw, Jeff Montag, and we're across the line, fifteen twenty four. You've been listening to Cross the Line, fifteen twenty four. With all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road, you know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and cross the line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.